0: It's a very warm welcome to you all, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Welcome to, I believe, episode 19 of the Football Attic Kit Podcast. My name's Chris Oakley, and I am joined, nay, ably assisted, as ever, by Rich Johnson. Hello, Rich. No, 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 19. This is Bruce
1: Forsyth, this is 19. What's higher than an ace? 19. Uh, 19. So, <laughs> yeah, 19, which is also 10 plus 9. This a little bit of we're there.
0: Um Yes, hello, 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 hello. hello. And if uh, and if our listeners can work out the reference of why you said all that stuff, then they would have prize. Um, <laughs> I think um, it's good to be back with you again. Once uh, or, <laughs> back with you once again, ladies and gentlemen. Back um, once again with the Renegade one.
1: Master. Sorry, let's give you one of we those. Do get these random
0: random nineties music <laughs> references from Rich. <laughs> if we can rely on him for nothing else it's that. Yes. Um as I was trying to say, um it's been a while since we've been with you and we can only apologize for that. Uh, as you may know, uh, if you can remember that far back enough, um we did do a what you might call it, traditional football attic podcast of yesteryear um uh, a while back and then we've sort of been away for about 3 or 4 weeks. Um Which may be inexcusable, but sadly, you know, that's what happens sometimes if you have busy lives like we do. So uh, sorry we've been away, especially at the time of the year when, um, of course, lots of uh, teams, lots of clubs, certainly in Europe, are bringing out their new kits for next season. But if nothing else, what we're going to try and do is recap what's been going on. We're going to try and bring you completely up to date and so therefore, this podcast is going to be a kit news special. We are focusing on all the kit, well not all the kits, and we're going to be basically telling you about the the, the main kit releases that have been coming out over the last three or four weeks. So um, that's what we've got in store for you. Uh, before we crack on with that, Rich, I, I trust you're well and ready to, to go. I am again. indeed,
1: but I'd just like to point out, I'm not going to apologise for not recording one of these up your bum. If you didn't like the absence of it, turf poo. So there you go.
0: Yeah, no, 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 I'm not sure I really apologise, but no. I just feel obliged that people—it's a, it's a platitude.
1: Be... We don't really care, you know. Sod you all. <laughs> if you don't like it, go you make your own podcast about kits. Who's going to do that? Jay might. But it'll be rubbish, and it won't be as good as this one, you know. Nah, I mean, Jay, yours, yours is all right sometimes. You know. I think I think sometimes, I never listen, not to always, it. but <laughs> yeah. what are the chances?
0: Um... The, the thing is, I'll be perfectly honest with you, and this is—it's it's almost painful to say this—but not at any stage has anybody said when are you going to do another podcast? That shows the level we've reached.
1: Not even that Dennis I'm... Hurley, and he's normally hassling us for like every two seconds after we finish
0: recording the damn thing. You know, come on, Dennis. I know you're slacking off, mate. Yeah, we've been—we've been a little bit sort of put out by the fact that no one seems to care anymore. But um, <laughs> you know, despite that, we're going to record another podcast anyway, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, now. Um, I suppose two main focuses during this podcast and that is sort of British teams, uh, British clubs and your foreign types. Um, So we'll sort of probably deal with the the UK teams first and then we'll kind of look to the continent to see uh, what new kits have been coming out there. So in no particular order then, starting off uh, with mostly sort of English teams really, um, a lot to, to recap on. Let's start off, we'll, we'll generally go in alphabetical order, I think, is what we're going to, I suppose, do here. Brighton and Hove Albion, congratulations Seagulls fans everywhere. Um You are going to be seeing your team playing in the Premier League next season, and uh, that's a wonderful thing. Well done. Um Now, Rich Brighton and Hove Albion brought out their new home kit back sort of middle of May, and they're keeping the blue and white stripes, they're with Nike still, but... They seem to have now gone to what amounts to the vaporware template. But what I think is interesting about this is that where you've got these sort of royal blue stripes down the body of the shirt, the sleeves look slightly faded and i think that's if you look close up that's because basically you've got these very thin like incredibly thin blue and white lines almost like no no wider than a, a piece of thread let's say and so the effect is when you stand back a bit it looks like slightly faded blue do you like it because i quite like the effect myself i don't
1: actually i i, I yeah. no i, I See, I, and I have said this before, I I am actually a big fan of the vapor template. I don't care what anyone else says. Yes, it gets used all over the place, but I actually think it's a very good template, so I don't have much of an issue with it being used. All over the place. It's like the Reading, uh sorry, not the Redding one, the Puma one that was out probably about five years ago now. I think the one that had the little sort of one or two stripes on the shoulder um, mm. that just looked kind of quite retro, but it got used an awful lot, but in very many different guises. So, but I like yeah. the Vapor template, um, and I like the sleeves on it, um, but I just think in this particular case, because the the stripes on the shirt are so dark. i I, it just doesn't work for me i I don't like it and i don't like particularly like the the addition of the gold um color Mm. on it i think if the sleeves were the same overall color in other words if they used a darker stripe so the effect was the same color i think the gold would work but i think it kind of just throws things a bit because suddenly you've got these black and not black and white sorry, these dark blue and white stripes and then you've got these sleeves which are a lighter blue and then you've got this sort of yellowy gold for no apparent reason and it just kind of it just doesn't work for me um so mm. yeah I wish they'd just put the, the sleeves in a darker blue and I I know that's not generally how the vapor template works and you usually have a different colored sleeve but I think yeah. the problem is cuz they've gone for blue and blue as opposed to cuz something usually with the vaporware template it's like kind of a different sort of color um but in this cuz they've yep. used the same color and therefore the effect is a lighter one it's I yeah, it doesn't work for me personally.
0: Um, I'm sure I'd seen maybe last year someone I don't know if it's someone like Porto or someone like that wearing something like this, but the actual sleeves were the same colour as the stripes, the blue stripes. It was the same right. shade of blue and both. But um so in a way I was surprised to see this. I think actually you make a good point about the, the use of sort of gold on the Nike logo and the and the sort of line trim. Um I'm not sure I suppose sooner that than red or another color, I don't know if they used to have a bit of red on their shirt didn't they I think years ago as I recall, anyway that is going back a, a way but um, in general not bad and you know you've got your sponsor there American Express um, which sort of fits in okay except of course it breaks up the stripes a bit but that's I'm afraid that's just a one of those things these days with sponsor logos it is always likely to break up striped shirts so that's well, one thing uh, you have to expect i suppose uh, in general though pretty good so um, i look forward to seeing that and indeed Brighton have valve generally in the premier league next season one thing i would say actually is i think and I, correct me if i'm wrong somewhere
1: i i am only guessing this from the all the newer sort of premier league teams that i've seen sorry like traditional premier league teams not like mm. new to the premiership but i think this is last year's vapor template now mm. what i mean by that is the original vapor template that that came out had a sort of in effect like a v-neck now obviously there's no color or anything on it um or even like an actual i suppose what you'd call a, a, a traditional neck it just kind of end the shirt ends but it was in more mm. of a v shape whereas i think all the newer ones that are coming out like man city tend to have a round neck on it but i prefer mm. the v-neck on it so um but i think that's like the i think this year is like the man city one that's like an updated version of the vapor template with a round neck but yeah, like I say, yeah. someone someone correct me on that if I'm if I'm wrong. But that is my
0: observation. Yeah, well, I I surmised that um, presumably Nike have in some very subtle way tweaked their Vaporware template. I was thinking surely they wouldn't roll out the same template for a second year running. So the, th- the fact that you say they may have ch- uh, changed the neckline, I think, would subscribe to that theory. So yeah, you might you might well be right on that. Um, and, and I also agree. I like the V-neck as well. So there, um, this is probably a good point at which to say, ladies and gentlemen, that if you haven't, uh, yet subscribed to our crib sheet, uh, feel free to do so because you'll see, especially for this podcast, lots of pictures of all the kits we're talking about. Um, so you get a little bit of a visual, cl- uh, cue as we're listening. You can basically look at your crib sheet while listening to us and you get, um, um, two of your senses, uh, satiated. I think that's the word I'm looking for anyway. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, so what I was gonna say, sated, that, that's also a word. sated. That's probably the word, yeah, or yeah, yeah. I, th- I, um, I think either
1: is acceptable in, in this good. modern
0: times, these modern times, this modern time. Carry on, <laughs> thank you, Squire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, so we'll be giving you details of how to uh, subscribe to the Crib Sheet at the end of the podcast, and uh, many of you already have been, so uh, thank you to all of you anyway. Moving on, um, a little brief mention for Bristol City because they released their new Away kit at the start of May and they've gone back with the purple shirts and lime green shorts which um, I think they actually went and had that as their third kit or that colour scheme on their third kit a couple of seasons ago but it's actually, as all Bristolians would know, uh of a city variety at least uh that um that's the kit that they wore in ninety four when they knocked Liverpool out of the FA Cup, so it's got a sort of special place I think in the heart of Bristol City fans. And this one looks quite good. It's a nice sort of fairly plain purple shirt. Uh not much in the way of extra trim, as I say, lime green shorts with just a bit of purple piping down the side and uh and white shorts. And it's made by Bristol Sport again, which I think is Bristol City's own brand um uh, just as they've had last year so that's a quite a nice one there um what's your I I think it's quite distinctive the whole purple and lime green rich but um I realize it's probably going to appeal to a minority but um do do should we count you in that minority
1: I think it'd be very nice it be
0: <laughs> Um I was just
1: I, I, yeah I've gone all tractory. Um I was just reading Apparently in nineteen ninety four Bristol City beat Liverpool at Anfield in an FA Cup replay that still lives long in the memory of the West Country faithful. And they wore, they wore that they wore that shirt to do it. So I really like it. I like it. I like the um hmm. The lime and the, uh, the purple. I think it's a horrific combination, but that's why I like it. Um, but yes. I, I, I think they've done it very nicely. It's got a, a very, very nice subtle wrap over neck. Um, and a little bit of piping down the side, a little bit of piping on the sleeves. I just think it's really nice. It's like, it, it shows you can do horrific kits nicely. Um, and actually, the, the the line of trim on under the arms that runs down this shirt actually carries on on the shorts, obviously in the reverse yeah. colour. So I think it's very nice. Yeah, I really, really like that. Very, very pleasant. Could could potentially end up in my uh, collection.
0: Uh-huh. Uh Very good. I think the last time I had to go at doing this purple and green thing, the shirt ended up with like a white flappy collar, I think it was, or something like that. A white, quite a noti- noticeable uh, white collar. Uh, But this time they've gone for the sort of minimal look and it looks all the better for it. Nice and sort of plain purple, plain green essentially. (coughs) So, all good. Anyway, if we're talking about controversial, the next team definitely Mm. fits that bill. We're looking at Everton's home kit. I feel we have a lot to discuss on this one. Um, It's an Umbro uh, kit. The shirt, however, has divided a lot of opinion uh, amongst uh, Everton fans and neutrals alike and that's because, to quote a lot of people, um, it looks like a training top. Now, I'm going to come to you in a minute on this, Rich, because I'm, you know, I'm sure you've sort of got a good opinion on this as well. But I find this very frustrating because I've, it, I think it's a terrific shirt, great design. For those who haven't seen it, basically, it's your usual sort of royal blue, as you'd expect for, for Everton, but there are sort of dark blue, um panels on the underside of the arms and just sort of cutting into the into the underarm area shall we say but the main feature is the, um Umbro have resurrected the old uh double diamond taping that used to go down the sleeves now while that originally was a, a motif from the 1970s it did come back to some extent particularly on training wear i think in the 90s and yes it was used also on on umbro training wear then and but so yes it it does look like a training shirt but i i I, I what can i say I, I kind of wish that people hadn't planted that seed of an idea in my head because i want people to just see it as a really good design which i truly think it is um the the umbro diamond taping is done in a sort of shadow effect in in that same dark blue color that i mentioned a moment ago and um it, i think it looks really distinctive but i can't now divorce it from the notion that it looks like a training top my i guess my final kind of comment is that you know it's still a bloody good design so i wish people would just see the positive and say it looks good rather than oh it looks like a training shirt anyway that's kind of essentially my um view what's your view rich um you probably gonna annoy you um i i really like it i think it's a really really
1: smart shirt i i i not would like to see it that with the whole kit as well, I think, because I don't know if it's in, wear white shorts, blue socks. Um, yeah, I'm sure um, I think they do. Or do they wear white well, socks? Ordinarily well, ordinarily, they are white socks. Um, oh, there you but go. But I
0: think, I'm sure, recently they've had blue socks. But either, either way, as well. I think
1: with next to the white shorts, it'll look really nice. I think it's a really, really nice kit. I love the taping on it. And I do actually like the underarm panels. I think they had a, a nice mm. sort of touch of design. I think it's a very sort of classy shirt. But it does look like a training shirt. And that's the yeah, frustrating know, thing. Dude. It's like, you can't escape it. It just yeah. does look like a training shirt. I think it, I think it's a really nice kit, but it just does look like a training shirt. And it's just really okay. frustrating. But the funny thing is, I've seen a couple of other Umbro, um, versions of this for other teams, um, with slightly mm. different coloring. Um, and that I think they look better. I think, I don't know if it's just because the dark pants. it just 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 does look like a training shirt. It's really frustrating because I, I really like it. Um, I'm not so keen on a sponsor though. Who are sport peas? Are they like special, you know, nutritional <laughs> peas or something? <laughs> uh, d- that's a deliberate misunderstanding of the sport. Peas <laughs> I don't know who they are. Pesa. Probably a betting company these days. I don't know. I don't care. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that doesn't help actually. The fact that the, um, the sponsor logo, mm. it doesn't look, like- do you know what? It, it doesn't look like a sponsor logo. It just looks like someone's written something on the shirt. Because it's not, it's not like a, it doesn't feel like a logo. It's because their Sport Pisa, whoever they are, or Sport Pacer, um, whoever they are, uh, literally their logo is just a kind of very basic um font. Wordsmark. And yeah, it's just, it's just, this is literally like someone's got out um, Microsoft Word and written Sport Pisa on it. Sport P's. Um <clears throat> and so it, it that kind of adds to the sort of cheaper feel i think if there was a proper logo on that it might make a difference but i don't know but again i'm in agreement with you chris it, i actually really like it but it does look like a
0: training shirt sorry i think i think once it's been worn first few matches of the new season People get used to it and fine. I think actually the fact that there's not much white on that shirt, if, if any at all, is what really goes in its favor because pretty much every single Everton shirt you can think of from recent years has had either a white v-neck collar or white cuffs or whatever. And this one, all right, it's got white on it, but only for the manufacturer logo <coughs> and the badge and the sponsor logo. So, but everything else is, is blue. It's two-tone blue. And I think that's what Umbro were trying to sort of drive home in all the, Pre-release marketing saying, "Yeah, are game back to back to blue," and and you know as if that's going to be the only color. And unfortunately, because of the way that they've implemented these sort of darker panels under the arms and everything, it, you know, I, I mean, I think I'd be right in saying that the, the the underarm panels weren't ever used on any of their training gear from the nineteen nineties. I could be wrong about that, but I don't remember seeing it. It's just the piping, uh, the uh, the taping, I should say, along the sleeves. It's a <coughs> well, pity.
1: Really, but I was going to say the taping was actually used on the England home shirt from 2000. I think yes, that's so right. It's, it, it was actually in use on main shirts as well, and actually, um, uh, Man United had it rather more famous. Oh than yes, else. I think yes. it looked fantastic. I love the embroidery taping; I think it looks fantastic. I do wonder if they'd have done it in white, would it have made a difference? But I think
0: I, I mm. think I like it in the dark color anyway. Sport peas. Sport Peas, who are, I can um, inform you right here and now, are a Kenya-based betting website. Oh, what a surprise. Another betting company. <laughs> but oh, Kenya. I who yeah. knew Kenya were at the uh, the forefront of African betting? Um, yes, we've learnt something from all this. Uh, but they take over from uh, Chang Beer, I think I'm right in saying, uh, as the main sponsor there. So uh, changing times, as they say. <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, I, I actually really like the Everson shirt. But, um, yes. It'd be interesting to hear your views, ladies and gents. If you want to send in your views, again, we'll be giving you all the contact details later on. But um on to the side of um the uh, the Mersey,
1: well, technically say it's the
0: other side of Stanley Park. <laughs> I was going to say the other side of Merseyside, and I thought I'm not even yeah. sure that's right, so um we'll just forget that little reference. Yeah. Um, Liverpool. Now, here's here's um, an interesting one. We've actually got the home and away kits now launched for Liverpool. Uh, the home kit was launched sort of towards the end of April, and the away kit has only officially been launched literally in about the last 24 hours, but we'll come onto that in a moment. First of all, uh, as you'd expect, the red home kit. Now, Rich, when this one was launched, I don't know why. The first thing I thought of was actually it looked like a more modern version of the kit that they wore, like the Hitachi kit from the late 70s. That's kind of what it reminded me of, generally speaking, even though the white v-neck collar on the new shirt is not as wide and all of that of course it doesn't have it hitachi on the front of the shirt but i'm reliably informed as you probably know already um, that this is actually an homage to the um, umbro pinstripe kit that they had uh, or pinstripe shirt that they had in about 1982 um this one does have pinstripes but it's they're done as a sort of shadow effect rather than in white um and the white. V neck and the, and the cuffs have a little bit of red piping on it, but I think this is a terrific one. I think this is actually one of the best Liverpool kits they've had in recent times. Uh, your view on the home kit? I think it
1: is absolutely gorgeous. I think mm. it's absolutely stunning. Um, it, th- there's also, to me, it feels as echoes of the 85, 86 one as well. Um, uh, mm. but I think that's just because it's got the trim on the V neck, but you're right. That is more based on the, um, Pinstroy one. I just think this is Absolutely gorgeous i mean it's their 125th anniversary um and i just think this is a fantastic set of kits to have for that uh sorry i've said set so i've revealed my opinion on the away there um i'll stick to the home for a moment um the one thing that does bug me is the fact that the new balance logo and the sponsor in white and yet the badge is in in sort of the gold color now to me that would have been much better if the new balance logo was in the same color as the badge because it yeah. would have at least balanced the shirt. You don't need standard charted in the, in the gold. And I, I think it looks nicer with the, the crest in the gold color rather than if, if they'd have done it in white. But mm. the thing that kind of bugs me even more is the fact on the keeper kit, the crest is white so that it stands out more. But so is the new balance logo. So it's not like <laughs> they've got an aversion to having the same, you know, to, to yeah. having the crest. It, Cause you could argue, well, we want the crest to stand out and nothing in its own right. But then you've not done that on the keeper kit. So it just kind of annoys me because it unbalances the shirt. But other than that, I think it is my favorite ever Liverpool shirt is the 8586 one. And I think that came about fifth or sixth, I think, in our top 50 yeah, greatest one. football shirts ever. Yeah. And to me, this is uh, second in line to that shirt. Now, I don't think, I don't think they'll ever top that shirt for me. But this is the best one they've ever had since then. I, I just think it's stunning. And, and the, even the fact that it's a darker red, which has been a, a conscious decision on their part, I really like it. It just looks really nice. Mm. I, I have never really liked Liverpool in darker red shirts. I've always made a point of saying that I, I prefer Liverpool in the bright red. But this just looks absolutely brilliant. So
0: fantastic work, New Balance. Hmm. I think that darker red was also used on the kit in in the late seventies. The the Hitachi one. I think that's how I remember it. Anyway, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. But um, but yeah. Um, just one little point. Just before we go on. In fact, two. Let's let's say two. First of all, the thing you were saying about the New Balance logo being different colour from the from the badge. Of course, again, going back to the late seventies. Um, on that shirt, the badge and the umbro diamonds were in yellow and that looked absolutely fine. And then you had Hitachi in white across the middle. So, you know, it can be done. It does look good. Not sure why they didn't bother. So that was one point. And the second thing is, do you know anything about these little diagonal lines down the side, sort of, uh, on, down the side of the shirt, just under the uh, arm? Do you know what that's all about? I've is, is uh, a, a uh,
1: forgotten to mention that. Yeah. I think the reason they're there is to ruin the look of sh- the shirt. Because there's another shirt that we've got coming up, which, again, it completely ruins it. Now, if that hasn't, if that hadn't have been there on this shirt, it would have been better. I still think it's a fantastic shirt, but yeah, unfortunately you just pointed those out and reminded me that they're there, which I, I think my, my eyes had blocked them out. I don't know what the hell they're for. I don't care what they're for, frankly. They're crap. So I should get rid of them because they're just completely, they're totally superfluous. They don't need to be, I don't give a shit if they are, you know, some kind of, um, vapor, not vapor thing, but like some kind of vents or something that they have, like, mm. you know, with the, the night kits, where we have the little laser cut holes at the side. Do it in the same color as the shirt. Doesn't need to be there. It's a shit design motif. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm inclined <clears throat> to agree. Just sort of like, what, why? What? How? And it, it, it's, it's mean... at a really weird angle as well. It just kind of just
0: totally jars with the classic look of that shirt. It's arse. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Well, I mean, on, onto the away kit. And as I say, it's just been released. There was lots of leaked images and lots of people, I think, probably hoping that this wasn't going to be the actual final kit, but it is. And I personally really like this one as well. It's, um, it's a predominantly white shirt. Um, it's basically the design harks back to, I think it's 95, 96, which is the kit which, didn't they wear it in the cup final? They that did, year? That yeah. That rich? yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did. Well, they lost to Man United, yes. Yes, um, and only on that one, which was made by Adidas, you had bold dark green and white quarters on the shirt, and I think one of the sleeves, if not both of them, were dark green. Well, on this one, the sleeves are white. Also, they've swapped around the co- the corners, um, dark and light. They've sort of flipped it on its vertical axis, I want to say. Um, But the main thing is that it's not bold, dark green quarters now on the shirt. They've sort of faded them by use of um, very thin lines, green and white alternating lines. Again, a bit like that thing I said about earlier on, the Brighton & Hove Albion sleeves. If you sort of stand back, the effect is that it looks a bit sort of faded. Um, Looks really nice. Um, All the other detailing, um, the sides of the collar, uh, and all the other periphery, sponsor logo etc on the shirt is in black and the shorts if they're not black then they're very dark gray and um yeah i think it looks terrific although rich some people have pointed out there's this sort of this this one will really um annoy austin long former guest on this show because there's this uh little white triangular sort of notch that they've integrated in just below the neck um so they probably could have done without that to be perfectly honest i don't think sort of you know makes a complete mess of the shirt or anything but uh probably could have done without it but anyway what's your view on the awakened i think we know don't we (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i kind of reveal that um uh, well austin long
1: did actually mention that notch on the on the uh, the the neck and said that you know he thinks it's superfluous and i i do kind of agree with him but i think because of the style of neck they've gone for which is like not a solid crew neck um Mm. it kind of I think if they'd have taken it away, I don't know. I think it would have probably looked better without it in all honesty, but I don't mind it being there. It kind of does unbalance it because obviously one half is white and the other half isn't. And therefore it means you've Mm. got an extra bit of white on it. But I don't, I don't think it makes a massive impact on it. And I think the shirt is brilliant. And I hated Mm. that 95, 96 shirt. I have, (laughs) I have said several times on this podcast before, I think when it's come up that I absolutely despise that kit um, and I think I just really like this. I think it's very smart. I think it's, I think the fact that they've done it in the sort of lines add a li- adds a little bit of interest and also tones down the green on the shirt. I think I really didn't like that dark green, and this just kind of I I really like it. I, I I'm amazed yeah. that they caught with two Liverpool kits that I absolutely like. I mean, I've never been, hmm. you know, I've I've well made it known on this podcast that I've very rarely liked uh, Liverpool kits since the eighty five eighty six one. Um, I think the Warrior one from a couple of years ago, uh, the first two Warrior kits, were quite liked, um, but other than that, you know, I haven't really liked any of them at all since eighty five, eighty six, and I just think these are two absolute crackers. And, and I, I, I'm not quite sure why people are hating so much on the Awake kit. If mm-hmm. they are. It's because I think it's I, apart from the fact it's, you know, it is actually delving from their past. I, maybe people aren't so keen on the fact that they've gone for a very classic from the kind of 70s, 80s for the home and then maybe haven't followed the same tradition for the away. But I don't know. I I really like it. And I think, you know, I, yeah, I I just, yeah, I like it. And and bizarrely enough, on this one, the sponsor logo, um, manufacturer's logo and the crest are all in black. So again, hmm. why unbalance it on the home shirt? But they, and actually uh, the little stupid little twiggy bits that stick in from the side on this one, <laughs> thankfully don't seem to play too much of a part in it. Um, but they still shouldn't mm. be there. Silly.
0: Silly little. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you think about the collar because it, it looks it's in black and it looks to me a bit like <coughs> they're wearing a big shoehorn around the back of their neck. Um, I quite like it, actually. <laughs> a, a shoehorn? Uh, sorry, a horseshoe, I should say. not shoehorn. <laughs> Duh. Horseshoe, I should say. It looks like a black horseshoe around the back of the neck. Um, I wouldn't say it's the best. It's not the worst neckline ever, but it's, I don't know, it could be a little bit better. That's the only slightly negative thing about it, really, but um, but not a major criticism by any means. Um, shoehorn. Um, <coughs> anyway, I think compared to some of the away kits that um, Liverpool have had in recent years, it's Ridiculously leery, sort of fluorescent colours, yellowy greens and all sorts of pink and I don't know, whatever else they had. I just think this is a really nice classic look, fresh. It's white, so it's very visible on the pitch. And with the black and bits of green on the socks as well, I just think it's a, it's a really nicely executed kit, that one, I like the home kit. So there. Indeed, I agree. Um, less exciting, one could argue, is the Man City <laughs> home kit um (coughs) yes it's another nike uh vaporware shirt um this one doesn't seem to have contrasting colored sleeves i don't think at least not to any major extent it's all right it's smart um i understand rich this is a hark back to uh i think it was about 67 68 i think that the sort of classic man city team of the late 60s uh and and the players that they had your colin bells and so on but it I'm not even sure it's sort of i mean I couldn't say for certain what that shirt would have looked like back in sixty seven but I think it had a proper white ring neck on it uh, would be that would be my guess, and this one hasn't this one's got a sort of little white sort of stripe that's running down from the down halfway down the side of the shirt, other than that it's basically a light blue shirt, smart but a bit dull actually what's your view on that one yeah, dull it's just.
1: Meh, it's, it's, it's nice enough, but it, it's not particularly exciting. I think the, uh, the, the main thing that is a hark back to the sixties and seventies is the Etihad Airways sponsor. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That'll be what it was. Yes. Yeah. And the night swoosh. I think they're the two key elements. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd, I'd like you to say, I think I don't really care if that's the justification they're giving it. It doesn't no one looking at that shirt would immediately go oh that's just like that one from the 60s and 70s you know unlike <laughs> when umbro did that uh, with their sort of tailor by range you know where you look back at you know, and it immediately looked like a 70s shirt i don't think this looks like that at all it just looks like a vapor template standard thing and it's it's all right it's nothing it, at least it's not hideous it's you know it's it's just it's just nondescript really it's yeah mm-hmm. not exciting and uh, so, and, yeah. and unless you've got anything to more to say on that one to go from <laughs> nondescript to, um, whatever. Well, actually, I tell you what. If people think Umbro's shirt, that's Umbro. If people think Everton's shirt looks like a training shirt, this <laughs> looks like a leisure shirt at best. Uh-huh. Or a training yeah. shirt, potentially. What we're talking about is the Man United Away, which is a black sort of uh, kit, a kit, Sorry, which is a kind of, it's supposed to be a reinvention of their 1990 to 92 blue away shirt, which was the one with the kind of, what actually at first glance looked like a load of Adidas Trefoil logos on it, but it wasn't. It was just kind of a spiky pattern on it. And to me, I'm, you know, actually, I'm really getting annoyed looking at this stupid picture of these three <laughs> twats wearing it. And, and because I don't follow Primitive, well, I have no idea who they are. Is that Paul Pogba in the middle? I think so. I don't know. Honestly, don't I know. genuinely don't know. No, normally. And there's two, know. two gimps either side of the middle one and they're all pulling stupid expressions. One on the, one on the left's going, what? Come on in, you slag. Like that. <laughs> the middle one seems to be sort of pulling some kind of gang. Thing while winking at the camera, and the last one just seems to be doing this <laughs> lame ass pointing with his thumb up. What a wanker is what. <laughs> <I'm saying. laughs> Sorry, but the pictures really annoy me. And then, yeah. uh, so basically, the kit is this a black version of that kind of lovely blue and white away thing that they had years ago. Uh, it's got a horrible Chevrolet, lo- Chevrolet logo on it, which just makes all United shirts look crap. It looks, makes, they look so cheap. And then it's got, um, sort of, um, uh, monochrome, um, like Adidas and Adidas logos and the crest. And it's a, uh, it's just crap, in my opinion. It, I, I get why they've done it and I'm sure people are going to be excited about it. But to me, it looks no better than, like, this looks more like training wear than, uh, Everton's does. So, I don't like it personally I should because looking at it it has all the ingredients of something I would like but I just I don't like I suppose what it is is I don't like the fact that it's so obvious an aping attempt but I think it's done badly Mm. I think that's what it is. It's just like I don't have an issue with people, you know, taking ideas from previous kits because a lot of people do that, you know, that that Liverpool one for example. But this yeah. I just think has been done poorly. And if I see any of these three twats pulling these f- poses <laughs> anywhere near me,
0: I shall be giving them a piece of my mind. <laughs> um it's interesting actually talking about all these kind of old designs because I remember when I was on the um designfootball.com podcast with Jay uh, maybe start of last season or something like that. And I think Jay sort of said, well, you know, what trends do you see sort of being prominent? And I sort of said, well, there seems to be a lot of <coughs> dipping into various eras of the past to try and dredge out, um, you know, retro ideas. And then last season, it, there seemed to be a movement away from that. And now it seems to be they're going back to like, you know, like Man United have gone with, uh, their sort of early nineties, um, you know this this motif that they had this sh- not a shadow pattern like a, it was blue and white pattern from the nineteen ninety ninety two away shirt, and Liverpool had kind of gone back to the early eighties and it's, it's, everyone's kind of going back into their kind of you know photo albums again. And I was, well, what can we try this time? And it's if it's done, I think the Liverpool one's done with a real class. This Man United away kit in this kind of I don't know what you call it battleship grey maybe or something. Um Let's put it this way back in 1992 when they were wearing the blue and white version if you'd have said to me what other colours would you like to sort of see this done as just to sort of see whether they whether the design works in in certain colours if someone had said to me do you want to see this in like different shades of grey like dark grey I would have sort of thought oh yeah that could work but it, it yeah I'm afraid it does it you're quite right I think it does look a bit sort of training kit um it doesn't look disastrous in my view. It's just, um, uh, I think it would have looked better in another, um, if, if, if they'd have tried to do another blue version, like an, a 2017 18 blue version, that would have worked. And I mean, you know, Man United were in the Europa League final the other night and they were wearing blue and they looked terrific in blue. And I think in some ways, if you had to ask me what, what colour do you think Man United should standardise on for an away kit, I would go, I think, for either white or blue. Um, this grey one, slightly underwhelming I'm afraid um, the, shirt, the shorts rather are a slightly darker uh, slightly darker tone of grey and I think am I right in saying there's a kind of like a stripe panel like a wide stripe going along the sleeves as well uh, can't see it too clearly on the picture that we've included on the crib sheet but um, yeah it's it's okay I, I think I'd like to see it in action as, as uh, uh, I've said before, it's it's kind of a good litmus test, really, just actually seeing it being worn on the pitch and, and how it looks. So we'll leave it at that, I think, for that <laughs> one. Um, next, Newcastle United. Now, we, I think on the last podcast we did, which I think was <clears throat> around about um, Easter time, mumble mumble... Um, <laughs> I think we had the first elite image of this and we were one, one, weren't quite sure whether this was actually going to be the final kit. It pretty much did turn out to be the final kit, but we didn't have a sponsor logo in the middle at the time. But I think at the time, Rich, I said something like it's got an element of sort of ice hockey referee about it. But then if you're wearing black and white stripes, it's probably going to a lot of the time anyway. But it's something about the width of the stripes and the it's it's a nice, smart shirt. I'll say that it's quite a nice one. Um but the sponsor logo, which is a company called Fun88, who I think are another Asian betting company, it's in bright blue. and it mm, yeah, Do I like that as opposed to Wonga? You be the judge, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm going to hand this one over to you. What's your view? <coughs> I think this is an absolutely great shirt.
1: Uh, which has been completely bollocksed by the sponsor. Um, I mean, the shirt, if you, if they sold unsponsored versions of that shirt, I think they would, I mean, I think the shirts are going to sell well anyway, because it is still a great shirt. But I think if you could, if you had the choice of having a sponsorless version, I think people would opt for that almost every single time, because it would look fantastic. It is a great Newcastle shirt. We have always said before, I think that it, having to, with a kit cycle of one year, you are going to struggle with striped teams, I think. I think because it doesn't I think teams that have a more plain shirt like Everton you can add elements into it that are not necessarily part of the thing so like when they had their white yoke kit you could do that or you could add like diamond a sort of a diamond shadow pattern which is the one that followed it in the 80s and and for instance now they've got the dark panels but with a a striped shirt you are really kind of limited in what you can do because the more elements you add to it it just looks busy and it breaks up the stripes but you can't Mm. keep releasing a shirt every year that's just solid stripes because then it's (laughs) what do you do so i think i think designers of stripe kits do have a tough time of it but i think for once I would say this is possibly the first Puma Newcastle shirt that I've liked. Although I think I quite like one uh, they had a couple of years ago, which had the sort of blue um, sort of slashes on it, I think, which I quite liked. Um, But again, it was, you know, it was one of those things, I like it, but it's not great, you know. But Mm. I think this is a really great shirt. um, But it is absolutely ruined by the sponsor. Um, Mm. Because it's just, there's no getting away from it. It looks awful. If you take that sponsor off, it looks beautiful. You add the sponsor on. It doesn't destroy the shirt, but it really, really takes away from it. And actually, there's one other thing I don't like, and that's the cheap-looking badge they've got. Because Hmm. I think, I, I don't know, there's this really thick white outline on it. And I guess you've got to have some kind of white outline, to because it's on the black stripe. But at the same time, it's so thick, the outline, it makes it look like a sort of... I don't know. It makes it look like a cheap, like a sticker they've stuck on it. You remember those stickers in yeah. the eighties that were kind of foam <laughs> and sort of embossed type things? It looks like one of those. So I just think it's a shame. But yeah, sponsor ruins it. Um, otherwise, great.
0: Yes, fair enough. Too uh, they do have the one hundred twenty fifth anniversary badge uh, as we mentioned before. And one other thing I was just going to say, Rich, is that they don't. <coughs> uh, it, it's interesting that Puma haven't enforced on Newcastle this new. Uh, motif that they're going for this season, which is this sort of s- mm. spotty, speckly, um, wide stripe that goes down the shoulder and sleeves. I thought they might have tried to sort of crowbar that in, but they they haven't to their credit. And as I say, without that, it's a, it's a smart shirt, um, and works well apart from the sponsor, maybe at Fun88 are a uh, Asian sports betting and gaming company. Um, yes, you probably could have guessed that. Anyway, um, so that's Newcastle United. Stoke City, home and away. Now, this one came out in early May. It's been around for a few weeks now. Now, this is quite an interesting one, I think, Rich, because Macron, to my mind, produce a lot of sort of neat but fairly ho-hum looking kits in my personal view. And then every once in a while, they suddenly kind of you know, over, overdose on, on the pills and they suddenly throw in something on someone's kit that's not quite sort of in keeping with what you'd expect. And they've done that on the Stoke City home shirt for next season insofar as, uh, you've got your red and white stripes as normal, but they've gone for this red, white and blue, um, crossover. Collar, which is very reminiscent to my mind of the Lecoq Sportif kits from the, from like the early to mid 70s that you used to see on teams like, uh, Saint Etienne and so on, and even on the France home kit in, itself, uh, back in the early 70s. Like, where did blue come from for Stoke City? That's what I want to know. And just to sort of ram home that particular point, the away shirt is blue, but it's got this odd white and red band that goes across the upper part of the shirt which is sort of gradiated lines going from white down to red with a different collar style just a plain white sort of small flappy collar um where did that one come from rich i mean the the two shirts that have got this slightly random element about them Uh, i don't honestly know um
1: i don't know where the blue hints come from on the on the home shirt I, I would like someone to tell us because I, I can only assume there must be some reason because oh. blue is a really odd colour to introduce on a white and red striped shirt because it's almost like the antithesis of a red and white stripe is to have blue in it. So yeah. then I can only assume there is a reason. However, whatever the reason, I really like it. I think that's a really <laughs> nice colour. It just looks odd, the fact that it is... um with the blue. If there's a reason for it, fair enough. If there isn't a reason they've just done it for a design, I think it might have looked better in uh, red and red and white stripes. So it's like, yes, instead yeah. of having the blue, white, red, just have red, white, red. I think that would have been equally nice. But I really like it. I think it's a really nice <laughs> tip. And it's actually, it's got it on the um, on the sleeves, like in a little yeah. sort of flash of it. So I, I think it's really nice. And I think the actual shirt itself is very nice. They've kept the stripes nice and plain and simple. Um, and they've kept them down the sleeves as well. So they, they, it's just a very sort of nice shirt with a nice little touch to it. I think it's a really nice kit. And, okay, the Bet365 logo, obviously, is another betting company. Boo. Mm. But it's nicely done enough. You know, it's in kind of – it's a horrible logo itself because it looks like a child of four did it in a nice big bald font. Um and But it's, you know, it's on a red panel on the shirt, so it kind of matches in perfectly well. Um Yeah quite a nice shirt the the away is an odd beast isn't it (laughs) um not a massive fan of that i think it's uh, it kind of looks like one they knocked out in five minutes i'm not also a great fan of the monochrome badge on it now i've said before i don't always mind uh monochrome sorry mono color i suppose it's not monochrome is it uh it's not black Mm. and white um so i don't mind single color badges um but it just doesn't seem to work for me on this one because it's on a, a red and white background so i think if they'd have done that in red and white the normal stoke city crest i think it would have worked better so mm. Mm, yeah not so keen on the
0: away but i'd really do like the home one yeah i the um the away kit i was for a long time i wasn't quite sure what what i felt about it whether i liked it or not and I think, unfortunately, I've probably come down on the side of not fond, I'm afraid. Um, it does look a bit sort of knocked out a bit hastily, has to be said. Um, the home kit with the blue, uh, red, white, and blue sort of, um, uh, trim, shall we say, along the wrap over collar and so on. I'm thinking, see, going back to the mid to late 70s and also at other periods occasionally between then and now, um, Stoke City have often had a bit of black trim on the collars and stuff and i think it would have actually would have looked quite nice as red white and black rather than red white and blue but i mean i'm sure uh macron are not the first um won't be the last manufacturer to sort of try and just do something a bit different in this way so full marks for trying something i even think that if it were given long enough to kind of really um if it were used often enough in the in the coming years that it could become a really sort of intrinsic thing I mean obviously I'm not a Stoke City fan so I might be saying this out turn but I just think it's a sort of little detail bit of blue striping here and they're down you know on the collar and everything that I think fans could get used to it and sort of embrace it as an an integral part of their identity but um, I must admit I'm sorry to see the back of last year's away kit which was a lovely all pale blue kit which had echoes going back to the the late 70s as well and with a, I think it was like a granddad collar on it. And I thought that would look really nice. Um, not sure the away kit this time has got that same sense of finesse, unfortunately. But um I'd say one out of two there for Macron, for Stoke City. So, I'm just looking through, for one thing, historical
1: football kits. Um, mm. At Stoke's previous kits. Mm. And from what I can see, there's none up until now that have had blue trim on it. However, no. the crest has blue on it. Ever since they've had this Ah, new crest, uh, which they have had, according to this, since, look at 2001, the outline is in blue. So I can can only assume that's Mm. where they've taken the blue hint from. In which case,
0: fine, I really like it. Really like it. Yeah, that must be where it's come from, I think, so fair enough. We'll see how that goes down. I have no idea what, what fans think of that. Um, you know, with some of the other teams like Liverpool and Everton, or sorry, with Everton rather, uh, particularly, um, yeah, the reaction has been quite strong. But no idea. So, if you support Stoke City, tell us what you think. Would be interested oh, yeah. to get a get a, a gauge on what you think there. Indeed, it would. Now, my team, West Ham United, they've gone with a new away kit, which is looks predominantly black uh, with a sort of neon sky blue sort of bit of trim. Very minimalist look um last year i think we had a white home uh, sorry a white away shirt with pale blue shorts i think i got that right and west ham do sort of flip between three colors for their away kits kit. either white and pale blue or it's all pale blue or it's black and now we've got black and i really like this i do like the actually the the, the shade of sort of neon sky blue um used very minimally in a what just a little um thin stripe really along the shoulders on the umbro badge and the west ham badge that's about it the bet way yes another sports sponsor uh betting sponsor um is in white and it doesn't detract too much from the kit actually i think it's nicely executed an interesting one maybe not you know all that riveting from a detail point of view but what detail there is i think looks all right what do you think rich uh I have to agree actually. Uh
1: it's it's not offensive, it's it's not a particularly stunning kit, but I do like the kind of dark kit with the sort of neon on it i think that's a really <laughs> nice touch and I th- they're very much playing on that in the publicity shots aren't they it's you know very <laughs> much kind of like here's a nightclub and it's very dark in here we're going to shine that uv light everywhere um i was just sitting here looking at it and thinking i wonder what it would have looked like with the Umbro taping down the sleeves and actually yeah. i don't think it would have worked i think it would have no. made it too busy i think they've done the right thing um and kept it simple I, and and i was also thinking would it look better if the betway logo is in the same neon but i don't think it would because then it 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 would kind of mm. then distract detract from the 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 crest itself. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's like I say, I'm I'm always very wary with black shirts because they have mm-hmm. a tendency to sometimes be quite lazy. But uh, yeah, it's actually quite nice. Like I say, it's it's not offensive. It's not a groundbreaking kit or anything, but it's actually it's it's smart. I would say quite nice. Yeah.
0: I agree. I agree indeed. Um, me,
1: now, I going to th- say, we, well, I going to say, we go from smart to <laughs> mm, <laughs> not, the the antithesis of simple design. I would say uh, we have Yeovil Town now. Yes. That I've seen a bit of a... a this was on Football Kits the World Over, the Facebook group the other day, and that was sparking quite a bit of debate. Um but, yes, That's with, kind of why I
0: included it, for that very reason. Really. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I would I would say that mostly... I'd say it's probably about 60-40 in terms of people who don't like it to people who do like it. I like it. Um yeah, me too. Uh, but there was quite a lot of people that just went, yuck. I think that was their <laughs> kind of gut reaction to it. Um So what we have is a... Oh my God, this Could is look. like I to describe. I should have let you describe this, shouldn't I? So it's, it is a, uh, okay, I'll start with the sleeves. One sleeve is green and one sleeve is white. <laughs> uh, <laughs> over to you, Chris. No. Good start. <laughs> um, and then basically it's, uh, white and green horizontal stripes or hoops for, you know, if assuming, let's just call them friggin' hoops. I don't care whether <laughs> they go on the back or not. They're called hoops. That's what we're saying. So white yeah. and, uh, green hoops. But there's a sort of starting with the, um, starting at the neckline. There's a, a sort of chunk of green in the stripe <laughs> that gets ever smaller in a diagonal like that. That's really hard to describe. Get the crib sheet. You'll see what it's like. Uh, it looks yeah. like a sort of pacer, uh, a mint <laughs> pacer from the 80s. Remember them kids, Peter Koe, um, uh, yeah. where it's kind of gone wonky. Oh, it's really hard to describe. See if you can describe it better than I'm mashing it up there.
0: Uh, well, all I would say is it's... First of all, it reminds me a bit of some of the wacky designs that were around in the early 90s, um, where, especially for change kits, you'd see a lot of um, sort of way-out wacky designs. In some ways, if you... Um, make the leap of imagination it looks a bit like you're looking down a staircase of white steps and the shadow is is done in green however the as Rich was trying to say and I'm not surprised he had difficulty um, the amount of green on the right hand side gets <laughs> increases as you go from the bottom of the shirt up to the top and it sort of slopes in towards the middle of the shirt as it gets to the neckline at the top. That I tell you, if, if I then, if you hadn't seen this picture and you had to draw what you think it looks like going by Rich and Mind's <laughs> description, it would look nothing like it. I'm telling you that right now. I
1: think you'd, uh, get a, you'd get a, a picture that was more closer to the Yorkshire Ripper than
0: you would to any <laughs> kind of kit. <laughs> um, but I think, I mean, it's it's a i think it's a very 90s design and I th- and that's why i like it and um that's a sondico kit um sondico sort of getting a foothold really in a sort of league 1 and league 2 sort of level there's a few of their kits around i i really like it but it's i can see why not you know traditionalists <coughs> let's say may not approve um but there you go um uh, so that's the Oval Tower we just thought we'd include that because it's an interesting one if oh, you excellent. don't like it We've got one more English team to go through, uh,
1: which is slightly yes. out of order in our crib sheet. I apologize. Um, which is Luton Town. Um, so they've released their, their, they've got three kits, I think, home away and third. I'm just going to look at the home for the time being. Um, mm-hmm. it's a Puma shirt. Um, and it's predominantly, oh no, hang on. Let's is, is that the home? No, that can't be right. That's not the home. Is it? Hang on. Have they <laughs> gone back to white again? I'm confused myself now. Sorry. Oh, a sec. Yeah, the home one is orange. I apologise. I've copied the uh the away version. Oh no, that's not even the away. It's third. the third Oh, it's the third strip. Useless. Well done. Just, yeah, well done. Uh anyway, the Luton Town third strip, which everyone's talking about, uh, is really boring. Um so let's actually just we'll substitute in the home afterwards. There you go. Uh so the, the home shirt, as I was clearly saying, um, is uh orange all over with uh white stripes down the sleeve, which from looking at it don't appear to be the new Puma motif of this kind of fuzzy stripe thing, the sort of fading yeah. stripes, um, and then a massive white Sang Yong uh, logo in the middle, and their crest. It's alright. I personally prefer Luton playing in white as their home kit myself, but, you know, that's just me, because I'm an 80s kid. Um, yeah. so it's alright, you know, nice enough.
0: Hmm, I like it. I'm, I don't mind the, the orange and blue, I think, works quite well. Um, so you know that's that's fine um not sure about all dark blue and away kit i think it bothers me a bit the fact that they need to have three away kits because you've got orange which is a kind of a dark colour so that works for one if you need a contrast go with say white because that gives you a light option <coughs> it's a bit like with west ham what they do sometimes i say they they you've got this claret and blue for the home kit which is fundamentally dark and then they bring out either a black or a navy blue kit. And you kind of go, hmm. it's not a contrast. But yeah, I mean, such as it is. West Ham's one looks all right. So it just proves that it can be done well. Um, but, um, but the purple, I'm not sure the purple works with Luton. It doesn't fit really to my mind. I think they should have just stuck with navy blue and maybe gone with that. But, you know, not bad. They're okay kits, but not something I'm going to kind of you know rave about particularly.
1: No, I agree.
0: There,
1: The home's quite nice. The in third. Mm, yeah, I don't like the purple either, to be honest. So, yeah. Eh. Right, time to head north of the border. Uh, oh, I knew. <laughs> I don't know which border that was, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, first up, we have Celtic, uh, their new home shirt. And I believe this is a tribute to the Lisbon Lions. Um, yes, as it's, 50th How many years no, 50 years, there you go. 50 years since uh, Celtic won the European Cup. Um in Lisbon, uh against some lions, I think it was um, <laughs> yeah, well, it must have been starting... difficult yeah I, th- I think it might have been in the old uh Coliseum against <laughs> some Christians or something i don't know um and this is it 's a nice shirt i 've got to say that overall they 've gone for a very basically they 've tried to ape the original shirt, um which is no bad thing because that was a nice classic celtic shirt, so mm. they 've got uh green and white hoops, and they are hoops, I believe I do think they carry on to the back. There might be a panel missing, I don't know, but um and then the hoops actually carry onto the sleeve as well, which I think is a nice touch. Uh all the logos, yeah. including the Dafa is it Dafa Bet or DAFA Bet, whatever the hell, another crappy no. betting company. <laughs> uh, who cares? That's all That all the all the um trim is in gold. But again, it's got that stupid cause it's a new balance shirt, that stupid little piece of gold crap that comes in from the side, that little thing under the arms. So again, crappy little bit that shouldn't be on the shirt. Get rid of it please. Uh, but other than that an absolutely very nice very very nice celtic show i think
0: it is yeah and i think they've got a new um newly commissioned version of the badge to um uh, commemorate the 50th anniversary of that historic victory in the Euro- european cup um and um yeah i think we can allow them a little bit of bling under the circumstances a bit of gold on there all very nice i think it's a really nice sort of pared down version of what a celtic shirt should be. I think they should try and stick to that in future or something not dissimilar to that. Uh the extra detailing I find on celtic shirts is uh I don't know a bit ill conceived sometimes but hey that's just me. Yeah. And uh, put it like this: nice. they might as well celebrate it because they haven't got a hope in hell of ever winning it
1: again, have they? <laughs> <laughs> not when there's not when there's proper teams
0: in Europe. <laughs> mm.
1: Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs>
0: Um There's a the few <clears> things I could say which are very derogatory, really, about the fact that Celtic have no decent opposition in their own country. But I'm not going to go down that road because you know there's no need for me to say it because you're and all also, thinking it. Besides, come on, there's
1: Aberdeen. Mm. Oh, mm, okay. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who's next? <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> right, so it's Dundee. So we've got Dundee FC home. Now, this is the first of the Puma ones with their new kind of um funky uh, sleeve stripe. Fuzzy. Fuzzy. Yeah. It's it's so it's, yeah. And the funny thing <sighs> is I have to say I think this is a design motif that is The fastest design motif that has ever, in my opinion, gone from, ooh, I really like that, to, oh, okay, I'm bored with it now. (laughs) And that That happened in the space of about three shirts. Because (laughs) I'm trying to think uh, which one it was I saw on first. It might have actually been this shirt, uh, Dundee. Mm. It it was a shirt that was either white or silver, so it might not have been this. But this, the Dundee shirt, is gorgeous in my opinion. I love the shade that Dundee have these days which is a a very very dark blue. Um I'd say much darker now it's almost black. Mm. Um I think when I when Dundee were around in the 80s which is when I first got into football I think it was a kind of a, a much more a, a much lighter. Yeah, it was I'd say it was halfway between royal blue and navy because I think navy mm. is actually much darker than people think it is. Um but these days, they play in a very, very dark blue. I think it's really nice. And I love their crest that they have, just the plain DFC on it. The yeah, Puma no badge one, in white, yeah. the McEwen Fraser logo in white, and uh, the crest in white. It's really nice. There's a couple of little bits of red trim on the sleeves, which is interesting. Um uh, But then, yeah, they have this sort of fuzzy white stripe going down the sleeves, which I quite liked the first time I saw it and now don't like. <laughs> Yeah, I I just, think, haven't
0: Leicester Leicester got that? <coughs> or have I? because I, I don't think the Leicester uh, have Leicester launched their kit. Yeah, I, mean, I they have. Yeah, imagining that. No, they have. I, I've, know. I've seen, I think they have. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I've seen it somewhere. But, <coughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a lovely looking shirt. I mean, I remember the um the old tram lines like the, the the Admiral did for Dundee back in the day, as they did for Coventry and various other teams, and that was a lighter shade of blue, um, very much a sort of lighter set lighter end of the scale for for navy blue you might say um but uh yeah looks terrific a little dash of red there just to kind of make it pop and uh bring the whole thing together add a little bit of uh vibrancy to 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 the thing uh very nice nice kit well done dundee well done puma on that one um, uh, among the other Scottish kits that are around, need to draw your attention, attention to another Macron kit, having discussed Stoke City earlier on. Uh, Ross County, they've gone with a tartan motif on theirs, uh, in a sort of shadow pattern styly. Um, again, another navy blue kit, but this is done in a slightly, the, the, the tartan pattern is slightly lighter. Um, there's lots of red trim all over it and also, on both sleeves, towards the bottom of the sleeve, near the cuff, uh, you've also got basically white, red, white stripes, which I think is an interesting uh, a, a thing to, to implement on the kit as well. There's also sort of a bit of trim down the side in white and red, down the sides of the shirt. Um, but the, the, the thing on the sleeves though, Rich, I think it's kind of interesting because it's not on the cuff. They've actually sort of brought it up Ooh. from the bottom edge to make it a design feature in its own right. Um, I mean, one could argue maybe there might be a bit too much detail on the shirt. You've got the tartan. You've got, um, we've also got a kind of thing. I can't quite see what it is in red along the V neck on the shirt. Um, look at They're like, they're, like, they're
1: st- like stitch lines. So there's like two little, um, there's a sort of ah, yeah. a little, tri- a little bit of red trim on the v-neck, but there's also two little stitches that run across holding the v-neck together and then yeah. an extra bit of stitching on there, which I do quite like. It's quite a little nice motif. I do agree though, that it's a little bit too busy because I, I really like this shirt. I think if they'd have, oh, yeah basically on the the shoulder panels they've got like kind of a bit of red trim and then sort of shot on there as well. I think if they'd have got rid of the red trim on the shoulder panels and just stuck with the red right, uh, the red white red on the sleeves I think that would have been perfect I think the red shoulder bit adds a bit too much but other than that I really like this that's a fantastic kit by Macron and actually one thing I've just noticed the sleeve patches that Macron always put on of their awful logo they've got uh, are actually quite small for Macron they don't. Yeah. They're not huge, which they normally are. Which is a nice little touch. I, I, I think it's an absolute cracking shirt. That is. Yeah,
0: indeed, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, very good there, Ross County. Um, and what else we got? So that, I think that might be it from the Scottish ones. I just wanted to um, just throw in a couple of uh, other details while we're sort of talking about Scottish shirts. Um, Basically, um, I've been trying to keep a tab actually across all the English, Scottish and Welsh teams, just keeping an eye on how many teams have switched manufacturer. And there aren't that many, uh, but in Scotland, um, two teams have already announced their kit deals and that they've actually changed manufacturer. Greenock Morton or Greenock Morton. Um, now they last year were with vision outsourcing. <laughs> What a lovely name that is! Um, and they were doing their kit last year. They've now gone with a brand. I, I use the term loosely. A brand called Est eighteen seventy four, which I think is basically like as in established eighteen seventy four. I think it's Green at Morton's own in house design team. But technically, you could say they've changed manufacturer. So that's that. The other one is Inverness Caledonian Thistle. They've switched from Carbrini to Area. Now, this brings us on, before we go on to all the other shirts as well, just a, a point here. I think, Rich, I, I'm starting to sense that Cabrini are starting to ship out of the, uh, the football kit scene in England and Scotland because not only are Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle um, ditching Cabrini, but also in England, Crew Alexandra, they've switched from Cabrini to the Thai company FBT that, uh, that uh, did Doncaster's kit last year and uh Walsall have have got rid of Cabrini as well they've gone with Area so i'm wondering if we are starting to see the end of days for Carbrini on the english scene um would you uh, mourn their loss or then what do you make of all that uh
1: no i would not uh, yeah. <laughs> um although actually i think Carbrini before they got i think um a couple of seasons ago i think we mentioned this last year actually i think because uh, Carbrini is basically done by JD sports um yeah. And I think Bournemouth actually switched to being branded JD. And I thought St. Mirren were going to follow suit, but they didn't. They kept on with Carbrini. Um, uh, but actually Carbrini have done some really nice kits for Bournemouth in the last couple of years. Mm. I've really enjoyed their kits, but, but overall, would it be a massive loss to the game? Mm, I don't think so, really. I don't, um, but actually, I'm just going to, unfortunately, I'm just going to go back in time to a few mm. minutes ago and, and vision outsourcing because there's no way we can just gloss over that because vision outsourcing <laughs> sounds like a kind of you know a kind of like um consultancy company it does not sound like say. a sports company so i've just looked them up and uh vision uh, outsourcing vision was founded in 2005 by drew campbell to provide an option for sports clubs and associations from across the country to source custom sportswear at competitive prices uh, uh yeah so that's basically what they do so yeah, this is the, now that says we are a manufacturer of bespoke sports so for a wide range of clients and sports. So it's, they basically provide cheap, bespoke, um, kits. So mm-hmm. obviously anyone that knows anything about kits, um, if you, the, the lower down the leagues you go and the, the less money you have for your kit, um, you will get generally temp, uh, teamware, uh, template stuff. Um, yeah. so vision basically, started up to provide custom sportswear for people, which is a nice idea. Um, hmm. so it just shows that if you are, you know, don't have a huge amount of money, if you're a smaller club, you can still have your own unique kit rather than having to resort to night team wear or something. So yeah. that's who vision outsourcing. I just, I'm amazed they, <laughs> just amazed they called that they, they were called vision outsourcing. I mean, <laughs> because it's just, it's such a non sporty sounding name. I mean, if they've just called it
0: vision, fair enough, uh, but, Did they actually have Vision Outsourcing on the kit? Um, I don't know, actually, because here's the story. And by the way, I just want to say that Vision Outsourcing is the sort of thing you expect to see on the side of a factory on a retail industrial estate (laughs) in Scarborough. Um, I think the story is that at the start of the 2016-17 season, um, Greenick Morton, who normally wear blue and white hoops, um, launched their new kit made by Nike, and it was basically... A white shirt with a big blue band down the middle, a bit like sort of Ajax, but if you think blue and white rather than red and white. And I think all the fans basically said, we're not having that. That's terrible. You've just totally, you know, urinated all over our history with our blue and white hoops. And such was the reaction that they actually got rid of Knight pretty much on the spot and replaced them with vision outsourcing. So that's, I think that's the sort of backstory. Now, whether vision outsourcing of, of of sort of renaming to sort of become like an in house brand for Green I don't know, not sure. Again, if anybody knows, be more than happy to be told and uh, if you can drop us a line, we'd appreciate it. But um yeah, I mean that's the story. Um I just they need a better name though. So <laughs> but but I'm sure they do wonderful work and well done and all that. Indeed, um, indeed. Um the only just to round that bit off about the whole thing about Cabrini disappearing, by the way, there are still Five teams that, in theory, could be starting this coming season with a Carbrini kit. So keep your eye on these, everyone. Uh, Morecambe, Notts County, Scunthorpe, Stevenage, and St Mirren. If any of those five teams launch their kit and you notice that it's not Carbrini, then we could be about to see one of the more notable uh, kit manufacturers disappearing from the scene. So that's something to keep your eye open for in the coming weeks, if you can be bothered. Anyway... (laughs) Back to the uh, the new kits, and we're now going over to the continent, as I say. Um, Rich, who's first? Barca! That's Barcelona to uh, normal
1: people. Um, uh, this is made by Nike. It's the new Vapor template by the look of it. Actually, one thing I've noticed, actually, is on the, on the new Vapor template, and I don't know if it's just a player shirt thing, but the sleeves don't seem to have that stripy pattern anymore. They just have a sort of... Um a sort of half air text type effect. Like mm. a sort of wheat a woven sort of effect. The Man City one had the same thing, didn't have the stripes anymore. Um mm. and this one I can't stand it. I think it looks crap. <laughs> um so basically this one is a kind of uh, it's, it's, again, blue and white stripes, but the, the shirt is predominantly blue, um and then you've got a, a stripes, a thick stripe, a thick red stripe down the middle, and then you've got ever thinner stripes going towards the outside of the shirt. And I the funny thing is, when it was launched, I thought, I'm sure they had that exact same pattern a couple of years ago, but they didn't. Well, I, I think it was the one I was thinking of was the one that was kind of where you had the stripes, the very thin stripes, but then they had a kind of a sort of diagonal block and then they'd sort of switch almost so you'd have like a yeah, right. it started off thick red at the top and then ended up thin red at the bottom and then yeah. you know vice versa and so i think it was that and i really don't like this i think the the kit they've just had was one of the best bar kits they've had for years mainly because they're based on an old one but i think this is just crap um <laughs> in my opinion um but the one thing i do like about it is the little trim on the neck that the the vapor ah, template yeah. has is actually in yellow and red which i think is a very nice touch <laughs> but other than that, shit.
0: i was actually going to mention that little those little notches that appear either side of the neck uh, for the exact same reason looks like they've sort of basically um picked up from the catalan flag there with a very thin red and yellow striping which i don't recall seeing that uh, sort of thing done on any of the other millions of vaporware kits Um, but um, i don't i'm still not sure about this kit i'm not I think it might grow on me eventually, but it's I just object to the fact that it's a a wonderfully historic club that have these kind of equal width stripes in red and blue. And they've basically come along, Nike, and said, nah, nah, no, nah, nah, you don't need that. Well, history is nothing. We're just going to give you something that's different. And while in c- certain circumstances that can be okay, I think for, for a club like uh, yeah, um, uh, Barcelona to lose their history like that it might only be for one season but I just feel it's a bit like really just ripping up your history of your club and and it's I kind of object to that a bit are they are they needed to do this design but be a bit more respectful about it and that maybe not quite so bold um, and yet like I say probably by the end of the season it will be second nature to me and I'll probably would have got used to it whether I'll be strongly in favor of it by the end of the coming season remains to be seen anyway from Spain on to Italy and Sampdoria's kit has been launched for the coming season it's by Joma and it's very much in the classic sort of Sampdoria style really I mean um, not an enormous amount to to go on really other than they've kept the traditional sort of white red black horizontal stripes across the middle with the shield badge in the middle Uh, you've also got your main Sampdoria badge on the sleeve on the left hand sleeve at least on the players out the outfield players shirts and you've got that strange joma j logo as well on the shoulders and um a sort of collar style which is difficult to describe so i'm gonna ask rich to do it cheers for that yeah (laughs) Um, it's basically a a very small a sort of neat
1: actual collar and then the neck comes down to a, a sort of point uh uh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the two bits come down from from the, the the side, and then they sort of meet in the middle. But then there's a bit of material behind it. Look at the crib sheet and yeah. see how. Here's a competition. See how you would describe it. Uh, the, in prize, no the
0: prize. Surprise is that you get to feel more superior to Chris and myself. <laughs> yeah, and that's surely as valuable as any prize you get anywhere. Probably. Of course. Uh, yeah. Um, as for the shirt itself, I think it's an absolute beauty
1: um mm. and i think i love the fact that the uh crest is on the sleeve i still haven't managed to find out why that is um mm. i'm trying to think is it uh gavin haig who is a, a sampdoria fan i'm sure it's gavin i'm not I'm sure, sure it's, hello gavin. gavin no oh uh, oh no it's, it's or is it les motherby one of those two is a sampdoria fan i can't remember sorry guys i know one of you is you both look <laughs> the same to me and you're both from the north so you know <laughs> <laughs> just kidding um and but i'm sure they've been speculating on it uh but i still haven't actually managed to find the exact reason for it um but i, I like it and i think the, the shirt itself is very very neat uh just really really nice just I, I really like it
0: yeah it's very much sort of done in the sort of classic Sampdoria style there's not i mean i can't say i know every single Sampdoria shirt that's ever been sort of worn um, down the years, but, um, I, I, the ones that I recall are sort of sparing when it comes to sort of, you know, f- fancy flashes on the shirt and all that kind of thing. So, um, I'm just very quickly, I'm just having a look online just to see what last season's shirt was looked like, looked like by comparison. And, um, if this picture that I'm looking at now is correct, um, the only sort of real difference is that Joma incorporated a bit of, Uh, Red, white, blue and black trim around the bottom of the V-neck and also on the cuffs. But essentially, uh, the badge was there on the breast rather than on a sleeve. Um, (coughs) Do Sampdoria have sponsors usually? Because I don't recall seeing any... I suppose it's difficult to have a sponsor when you've got the horizontal stripes on the shoulder.
1: Well, I was just going through this, and, and uh, it was Les, Les Motherby, who was the Sampdoria fan, um, okay. and he was actually saying, the, he, he, in one of his Facebook posts, he puts, the, the, the club crest reverts to the shoulder, so it must have been there before, likely to avoid overcrowding with two front-of-shirt sponsors. So there you go. Yeah. Well,
0: I suppose so, yes, no, fair enough. All good. Thank you, Les, for that update Indeed. that we've just stolen <laughs> for our own yeah. Yes, all good. Okay. Uh, who else have we got, uh, uh as far as the European scene? Is uh,
1: next up, we've got, um, Sif, Home and Away. Uh, sorry, Ajax. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I see what I did. Actually, it wasn't Sif there uh, that changed their name from, from Ajax. It was Jif. Uh, so that joke's completely ruined. But you know what I meant. So that's funny. It's, uh, uh, oil of, isn't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oil of Yule, aha! You mean uh, Starburst, Opal Fruits, what's that all about? (laughs) Spangles, the 80s. Uh, Right, good. Ajax, home and away kits we're going to look at now. Uh, The Ajax home is a very, very sort of uh, simple affair from Adidas where it's literally a white crew neck, uh, the the red panel down the middle and then uh, red cuffs. That's it. It's very, very minimalistic which a lot of people seem to be really liking. I kind Mm. of I don't know, actually. I'm very torn because I think before we started talking about this, I was slating it and saying it's just boring. But actually, the more I'm looking at it, the more I can, I'm starting to see whether people really like it because it's, Mm. there's literally no superfluous trim on it whatsoever. And I actually, I'm starting to really like it. I I still don't, I'm still not a massive fan of Ajax shirts. Full stop. I think that, you know, it's just to me, it's a design that doesn't do anything for me. So I think that's probably it. I think if you're an IX fan, I can see why you would really like this. And I think it's a, it's a very good job done from Adidas, but
0: it still really doesn't do a huge amount for me. So sorry. Oh. Um, it looks like they've the adidas have kept the um three stripes down the side of the shirt but they've done them in a like a pale gray so that you don't sort of see them quite so clearly which i think Ooh, is a nice yeah. touch actually
1: yeah i hadn't noticed that that is a very nice touch because i think if they'd have done that in the red it would have then added more superfluous trim to it oh yes nice spot chris yeah Ooh, thanks mm, like in the shirt ever
0: more. <laughs> it's very um it looks like a, a healthy nod towards sort of the Lecoq Sportif era early seventies, um, Ajax in, in that, with that crew neck and everything. It's nice and yeah. simple. No, no fancy flashes or anything. It's all good. However, the away shirt, different <laughs> proposition entirely. Um, we have <coughs> here a sort of, uh, dark blue or navy blue. Um, I don't know what you call it. It's, it's, is it rag rolling? The sort of artistic, yeah, uh, method. I, yeah, it's like a kind of, thing? it's like the, it's like a marble sort of effect, I guess, as well. Yeah. Sort of. Looks like basically, let, let me just, for all you, um, artistic, um, philistines out there, let me just see if I can explain the technique here. So basically what you do is you get a piece, piece of cloth, uh, you sort of scrunch it up and then you dab it in some, you know, navy blue paint and then you dab it all over the shirt and then you do the same again with some slightly lighter blue color and then you do it again. And, um, yeah, basically therein you have, uh, the design cue for many a painted interior wall in the uk throughout the 1990s really i mean but not in navy blue um that uh that's the kind of technique we're looking it's all looking at it's got red uh adidas three stripes on the shoulders not the sleeves just the top of the shoulders uh you've got a round neck once again in navy blue but also uh austin long's favorite motif the triangular (laughs) notch uh, just below the neckline (laughs) Um, and the sleeves, interestingly, and I think the sides of the shirt are navy blue, but the cuffs on the shirt are in that kind of speckled, uh, what do you call it, sort of like mottled sort of pattern. Marble. Uh, marbled yeah. is the word I'm looking for, exactly, yes. Um, so um, an interesting one. I don't know if I like it, having said, I know you're wild about this one, aren't you, Rich? Um, but I just feel a bit like what I actually do for their awake is what Southampton did, in the early 80s which is sort of have the same band down the middle but reverse the colors and have it in say two-tone blue but that would be perhaps a bit too simplistic um but it's okay it's not bad it's not bad rich yeah yeah. it's it's it's
1: all right it's quite nice i like it as a shirt again it's a bit like the menu one in that i'm not mad keen on the 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 ethos behind it It's, it's kind of trying to be wacky with it um but i do like it it's quite nice um Mm. it is an odd contrast for the very very minimalistic home unless they're deliberately saying well the home is very minimalistic so we're gonna go for a crazy shirt for the away um but i do like their sponsor ziggo it sounds like some kind of 70s cartoon character (laughs) either that either that or someone who says no to drugs Um, (laughs) excellent very good
0: all right yes
1: Um, Uh, hopping on a plane back to Italy, because uh, I haven't put these in any particular order. So, <laughs> um, we're going for the Inter Milan home or Internationale, as they're properly known. Um, and I, I really like this one. <laughs> uh, and mm. I was just looking at it a minute ago, because I, I had a preconceived idea of what it was before I came to actually think of how to describe it. Um, and I realized I'm wrong. I thought it <laughs> was. That each black stripe had a thin, um, blue stripe running down slightly off center of it. But it's not, because I've noticed that it's there is random, a solid black stripe where the crest is. Huh. And then the next, the black stripe down the middle of the shirt has a thin blue line that's offset. But the one, the next black line along has a thicker blue stripe. Hmm. So it's and very then, random. Yeah, it? it's, uh, it's very, very strange. But then on the edge of the shirt, you've got, on the right hand side, or the left hand side of the player's um, body, you've got two sort of thin black stripes, <laughs> either side of a thinish blue stripe. And I think you've got that on the other side of the shirt as well. It's hard to tell from the angle of the, the picture we're looking at. So mm. it's just, it's a very, but I really, really like it. And I, I think this seems to be getting a lot of hate um, from what I've seen online as well. Because it, it, I, I love it. Um, I think so. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not totally sure. I've just, I haven't heard much positivity towards it, but I really like it. I think it's a, I think it's a really interesting design and just, I don't know. I, I, I just. I, I do like into shirts anyway, generally, because they're black and blue, which are my favorite colors, um, put together. But I just, I really like the, the, the novelty side of this. It's like, it kind of almost reminds me of the, uh, barcode shirt from the, the <laughs> Newcastle had in the eighties, yeah. but, but that was horrific because of the way it was done. <laughs> Whereas this is kind of, I don't know, just interesting. I really, I absolutely love this shirt. Sorry. I'll
0: shut up now. let you talk. No, no, no. It's all right. Um, um, it, it has the same, I could apply the same argument as I said about Barcelona, you know, Internazionale, they always have equal width stripes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and yet this one sort of works and isn't quite so controversial in that sense. I mean, it, it is, but it's not. I, I like the way they've executed this. I think not least because they've actually um, applied black sleeves to the shirt. And that almost gives it a slight sort of framing, a bit of context. And then you've got these variable widths, width stripes. Um, if you're going to go controversial, I think this is a better uh, way of doing it than the Barcelona one. Um would have been interesting to see what Barcelona's shirt would have looked like in red and blue with these this same kind of random width stripe uh, thing going on. But I, I kind of like it. I sound like a bit of a hypocrite for saying that after what I said about Barcelona. But... Um, but it's a, it's it's done very nicely i like the black sleeves as well i think that's an important part of the kit so um yeah um well
1: the funny thing is actually on those sleeves i totally agree i think the black sleeves really make the kit they really set it off nicely and and provide a i think if they'd put blue on the sleeves it might have worked but i think the black really nice uh, like you say frames it perfectly but interestingly obviously there are always differences between the player versions of these shirts and the um the replicas Mm. and one of the key differences i noticed on this shirt um is that you know i mentioned earlier i think on the the new sleeve thing on the uh vapor template seems to be that it's kind of like an airtext type material Mm. well actually on this one you can see it really is on the player version it is they are AirTex in effect um that sort of hold Mm. um shirt sleeves whereas on the uh, replica they're not so if I actually buy one of these, and I'm very tempted, I I might actually wait till near the end of the season when the player version comes down in price, because I think it's worth having the player version of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not a bad shirt at all that one, and of course the old Pirelli um, uh, sponsor logo in white across the middle, which I think we may have forgotten to say, but um, but there it is. Okay, two to go then, Uh, first of which, um, I was surprised by your view of this one, Rich, uh, in some ways, uh, buy Munich's new home shirt. Describe.
1: Um, Plain red shirt with uh, white crew neck, white cuffs, and then for not thick, but sort of thin, but not pinstripes sort of white stripes stripes? down the front of the shirt yeah you could call it that yeah it's so in effect gives the impression of sort of three very thick red stripes in effect but actually looks more like a red shirt with white stripes down it and 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 interestingly the the t-mobile logo i think that's is that t-mobile still yeah yeah. it's just this big t and four four dots because obviously t-mobile doesn't really exist over here anymore um it's outlined in quite a thick black which uh i think Quite a lot of people have been commenting on, but I can only assume that is because it's crossing white stripes everywhere yeah. and otherwise oh, yeah. it would kind of blend in. Um, yeah, my view on this, I'm not a mad fan of it. I, I'm not a great fan of the, the white on it. Um, I just, yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. I think you pointed out it's kind of a bit of a retro style kit, but mm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice enough. It's, 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 an interesting design, but I mean, it tends to be one of those teams that have these, um, a bit like Kov have, you know, <clears throat> kind of go through phases of having plain red, and then you know, stri- I mean, the, I think in the 90s they had blue and red stripes, didn't they? Yes. They, they seem to be yeah. a real schizophrenic team in terms of their identity. And one thing I've just noticed as well is the it has the 80s style. Uh, the added stripes on the shoulder only go to the end of the sleeve, uh, to the start of the sleeve. They don't go all the way down the sleeve. Um, but that's also on a darker red panel. So, hmm. yeah, it's all right. I'm not a great fan of it, though. Yeah, meh is my <laughs> overall answer.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you might be a bit more sort of raving about that one. But it's, um, yeah, I, I like it just because it's, it's the nostalgist in me. Uh, it uh, evokes memories of uh, sort of Franz Beckenbauer, Gerd Müller era Bayern Munich from the early 70s. I do like that kind of white candy stripe. Um, style which I think they only probably had for a short time in the 70s and then as you say they moved on to thicker white stripes or all red or something else or something else but it's a nice distinctive look um, and part of me sort of thinks that they should standardise on it in a way it would be a good look to have all the time but I don't suppose they will but it's a nice look nice shirt um, sort of early 70s retro style really um, and much more than that not much else to say really nothing kind sort of glaringly fanciful about the whole thing so we'll leave it at that probably and that just yeah. leaves one more and uh, we've chosen the blandest till
1: last <laughs> um this is the new benfica away one which is two different shades of gray not not 50 shades of gray um uh, so basically you've got a, 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 a it's almost silver actually a, it's quite nice to be honest I, i've kind of it is hmm. uh, it's one of those kits that you're either going to like it or you're just going to think that is dull um it's a sort of, I would say probably a silvery, a dark silver trunk of the, uh, kit. And then the sleeves are in a kind of graphite and the, the, um, Oh, what do you call it? The neck line, a nice simple V neck. It's also in graphite, and then there's, is there the white stripes down the side? Yeah, yeah, white stripes down under the armpits uh, for the standard Adios thing. It's quite nice. I, I do like it. It's a very sort of plain shirt. I do like the colour combination. I like the sort of dark silver and the graphite colours. I think they're very nice. It's, it's not going to set the world alight, but I mean, it's an away kit, so it's, it's nice enough. It's quite smart. It's one of those.
0: Um I quite like it, but yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah, I have a bit of a problem with grey kits, I must admit, just for their visibility on the pitch, really, but, um, it, yeah, I mean, it does look smart and neat and pared down, <coughs> um, almost a bit too sort of simplified in a way, and, and, I don't know, just the grey, I'd rather see Benfica probably wear white away from home, really, or, you know, black if you must, but... Um, I don't know if they've ever worn any other kind of second color away from home, but uh, the grey I just find is a bit is a bit drab. I mean, I know that's what grey kind of is, but uh, mm, yeah, nice styling, but um, color bad, very bad. Oh, yeah, there you are. Um, that's that's pretty much it, I think. Really, I mean, we've been going for about an hour and a half, which is probably I think understandable given that we had a lot to catch up on. Um, but needless to say. Obviously, if you've got any views about any of the shirts that we've mentioned, uh, listeners, then get in touch with us. We'll be giving you the details in a moment. Um, but um, but you can consider yourself up to date now. If anyone's, by the way, going to sort of say, "Oh, what do you think about the new Southampton kits?" Uh, I think they're only leaks at the moment. Uh, we're going to hold fire because we yep. do want to talk about those. But if if the leaks leaked images are what the real kit's going to look like, I think we're in for some fireworks. I think it's going oh, to be oh yeah. Go- but let's let's keep our powder dry on that one uh, <laughs> anyway, there we go. so there's your roundup now then, kit off i've I've asked Rich delicately if he would mind if from this point onwards we have no more kit off vote, ladies and gentlemen I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm, I can you know hear people weeping literally uh, you know in 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 their pairs across the world um sort of saying why no more kit off vote. Um the reason I think we sort of want to maybe drop the kit off, though, it's, it's been good, it's been fun, don't get us wrong, uh, but it's its an extra layer of work that we have to do uh, in putting together the podcasts and the crib sheet and everything else and everything else. We have to set up the poll, get the images, and blah-de-blah-de-blah. Blah, blah, blah. We're just trying to sort of streamline operations here. So um, unless any of you have got a very convincing and very strong uh, argument to make um we're not going to be doing the kit off vote anymore uh so sorry about that um but uh, we do we do have to give you the result from our last one which was a month ago um because i don't think we ever did tell you who won that one do apologize i think we we're going to say who the winner was on our um on our sort of traditional podcast that we did last time around if you remember it was an easter special and we were looking at three hibernian shirts and the winner rich which who was the winner
1: well, the winner, I think, was quite predictable in this case, because it always seems to follow the same. I think that's another reason with the kit on boat that we're kind of considering not doing anymore is because it's always bloody obvious which one's going to win. Um, the oldest. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the, the, the one that's closest to the seventies or the eighties. <laughs> um, so, uh, coming in a very distant third, uh, was shirt B, which is a 94 to 96 by miter, which to be fair, uh, apart from, I mean, no, it's a, pretty it's a typical mid-90s kit it's like kind of got stripy candy stripes all over down the sleeve so it kind of looks a bit hideous of uh, <laughs> 11% second again 31% not a bad showing for a second place shirt really Uh the Lecoq Sporty from 2000 to 2001 quite a nice shirt actually sort of plain uh, sort of white uh, sleeves and white collar and then just plain green the rest of it but the winner by country mile with 58 percent was predictably the 85 to 86 one made by umbro which is the one with a nice sort of wrap over neck and the main feature being the big white band across the middle of it which i th- I, it was quite a sort of an number of feature at the time I think mm. although I think teams like Watford and Dundee had a sort of split band whereas this is just a a straight plain white band all the way across the middle so yeah again kind of obvious I think we I think we all knew which one was going to win
0: yeah. that one <laughs> so yeah yes absolutely we had 149 votes so thank you to everybody that took part in that um and I have to say um the amount of effort it took me to keep voting for shirt B to get it up to just 11% was just too much to bear Um I was a, probably one of the few people that actually liked that one above above the other ones but there uh, yeah, you go, you can't win them all but uh, anyway, yes, thank you very much indeed all of you for taking part in that and like I say, if any of you really are desperate for us to hang on to the kit vote, we'll get in touch we will consider all arguments but we're making no promises at this stage but uh, there we are anyway uh that's about all. Um Rich any um uh no you've been buying lots of shirts and things recently tell us about one uh, or two of them. Uh, oh god I have been buying a- ton of shirts recently
1: um, um basically because i've I've been sort of got one eye on on my volume three which i again i've mentioned i've swore i'd never do but i've now decided to do so i'm what i'm trying to do with volume three is focusing more on sort of obscure or kind of limited edition or kind of just downright bizarre kits so i'm trying I've, I've been buying a swathe of things like that so i've got the new hulk kit that got released recently uh, by i think it was atletico astorga which is a Spanish team. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Probably not. Probably um, not. they, they've released a kit. I think it was to wear in the playoffs, which is basically, um, if you remember the muscle kit that, um, I think it was CD Palencia had, mm-hmm. um, it's that which was made by Kappa. Well, this is also made by Kappa and it, it looks a bit similar in that it's muscly, but it's basically, it's a green kit with purple shorts to, meant to look like <laughs> the, the incredible Hulk. Um, so I've ordered that from the club. That should be arriving very soon. Um, I've, bought several uh cologne carnival shirts or the uh faster love end i think is the uh actual the way it's called over there (coughs) Um, because they're quite cool uh just general sort of wacky shirts um i also put a poll up on twitter to ask people whether they would prefer the volume three to be as an ebook form which would be a lot cheaper um probably be about 10 quid or something um and potentially easier to update and add more kits over time or a hardback and so far with 57 votes 81% have gone for a hardback so (laughs) that kind of put that idea I still might do an ebook version of it which what I might do is if I can do it properly. What I'd like to do is if you buy the hardback, you get the ebook version free anyway, just because sometimes it's nice to look at things on your tablet or whatever. Um, but yeah, so it looks like I'm going to have to do the hardback, which does pre- present a problem because I don't actually have any known method yet of producing that. So I'm still looking into it, but I, I am not rushing this. I am, I'm not aiming to get it out anytime soon. I want to do this nicely. I've also been looking at ways of and the kits a bit better this time because I've, I want to improve again on the last one. So that's my main focus at the moment is pretty much everything on Volume 3, which involves spending far too much money on really odd-looking kits. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: I told you, democracy doesn't work. Don't ask the readers what sort of format they want. They'll give you the <laughs> yeah, wrong quite. answer. Yeah, quite. Well, I've noticed that out of 57
1: votes, 81% said it. So that's what? About, at least about 45 people. <laughs> so if I don't get 45 orders for a hardback, I'm yeah. coming after you. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Better believe it as well. Yes. Although, although yes. if I
1: do get 45 orders for a hardback, I'm, I'm kind of up shit creek, really. So <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah,
1: we'll see. More, more, watch this space, as they say.
0: I suppose it's reassuring that people were still very traditional in there. They want a hardback book. Uh, there's yes. Nothing wrong with that, I suppose, really. And, and
1: also, I do very much appreciate everyone that voted, because it's it's nice to sort of get the feedback. And if I think if three people have voted, I've been quite a bit disheartened. But the fact that actually 57 people have voted, I very much appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Yes, very good. Excellent. Um, now then, um, on my side of things, um, if anyone's been waiting for the new um sort of kit bliss update on the website because i've been trying to give a do a slight revamp on that site um, i've been trying to deal with that um, and get it all done but um, uh, as i've sort of alluded to at the start of the podcast we've both been very busy over the last few weeks uh, but i think hopefully at the time of recording this in the next few days you might see the new slightly tweaked slightly improved version of kit bliss appearing um, and at that point, I can then start illustrating kits again, which I haven't done for ages, but, uh, I've just had so much on my plate for the last few weeks. Um, so that's going on. But in connection with, con- uh, kit lists, um, I have been, um, I've set up a, uh, Google shared document, which I'm calling the kit list. And basically it's my way of keeping tabs on which teams have released their new kits for the 2017-2018 season. And what I thought I'd do is every time a team releases their new kit I'll add the details onto the spreadsheet so if you're in any way interested in um, maybe any changes like I mentioned earlier on with Cabrini and you know teams switching manufacturers feel free to access and have a look at the spreadsheet it's getting updated on a virtually daily basis as you can appreciate because new kits being launched all the time so what I'll do is I'll add a link into the uh, crib sheet So all you do is click on that and you can just see how things are panning out. You've got all the details there for the teams in England, Scotland and Wales. And um, it's all on there. Basically, that's uh, just an open document that anybody can look at. So that's just a little thing that's connected with Kiplis. And um, other than that, I think on beyondthelastman.com, Craig over there uh, recently published a set of Lost Champions uh, designs, kit designs that I did a while back for Republic of Ireland teams that were once champions of the Republic of Ireland but have long since disappeared. So, uh, beyondthelastman.com. Again, I'll try and add a link into the crib sheet and then you'll be able to have a look at that as well if you haven't seen it already. But that's all my news. Um, anything else, Rich, before we go? Nope. Alrighty, well, in that case, before we go, just leaves me to give you uh, all our contact details. Um, you can drop us an email to admin at thefootballattic.com uh, We're on twitter.com forward slash football attic And facebook.com forward slash the football attic And of course the website where you can download our podcast www.thefootballattic.com uh, You can also download the podcast via iTunes as well uh, So basically that's all the information you need the only other thing to mention, as we always do, is that we are keen supporters of uh, mental health charities around the world, um, so for, in, for instance Mind UK, uh, but basically if you're able to make a small donation to a mental health charity of your choice, wherever you are in the world, uh, we'd love you to do that, because it just basically helps support a cause that uh, Rich and I are both uh, firmly behind, so um, any help you can provide, financial or otherwise, will be much appreciated. So there's our little um public information announcement and with that i think we close this podcast uh rich good to talk to you again as ever thank you for your time listeners thank you for yours we hope you'll join us again next time until then from myself and from rich johnson it's goodbye to you all goodbye
1: Step ahead with a paste of mint, enjoy the taste of this chewy spearmint. Be surprised
0: my stripes of peppermint. Step ahead with a pace of pace of mint. Pacers, delicious chewy spearmint that's peppermint stripe for two mint freshness. Be surprised my stripes of peppermint. Step ahead with a pace of pace of mint. Peppermint stripe for two mint freshness.